Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on January the 1st, 2017. I'm not going to give you a long talk today because really Christmas New Year isn't the time to prattle on about all the political nonsense that goes on and uh, the latest amount of propaganda that's dished at you from all sides. A member have said so many times before that when it comes to what you think is alternative media, uh, why would you think that the all-seeing eye didn't notice uh, that little chink in the armour where someone else can get something through? Of course they do. And big money is into everything to do with propaganda, as you will know, because that's what we live through our whole lives. But this is a time of year where you're supposed to look at the last year, and all years beforehand, for that matter, because just think back on the years you've lived and see the changes each year. And you'll see the strategy of conditioning to the next level, the next level, the next level. It goes on and on and on incessantly. And then, you, as I said before, you, you realize you're living through a big business plan. And that's exactly what it is. It's a huge business plan. And just like any other massive business, they plan all their investments and what they're going to reap for rewards for themselves at the top many years in advance of pulling it all off. It takes time, especially when you're dealing with people, to get them to work for you for nothing and do it all. If, if they want to have a, an army out there of uh, whatever you want to call them, who to get your man in or woman in or whatever it happens to be in or party in or yada, yada, yada. Uh, and um, I'm sure the elite themselves in their big club sit and, as Carl quickly said, they give them a certain amount of rivalry between the lower members of the order, you might say, or the party. And if it suits the elite, they'll change parties midway to make sure that things are done faster to suit themselves. Uh, the people down below, they have to do all the voting nonsense, are the ones that must be conned uh, and cajoled and even threatened or, uh, into voting for this or that, uh, using fear tactics and so on. But the agenda is always the same agenda, isn't it? And those who have lived long enough, uh, you don't have to live very long either to, to notice this, uh, nothing changes. The same agenda that's been written out by, say, the CFR, Council on Foreign Relations, the Royal Institute for International Affairs, uh, the, the, all the different ones that, are, that come out of the United Nations, they're all the same agenda, and they never falter. It doesn't matter who gets put in, they don't falter. It's just that those who get put in are allowed to skim an X amount of money off for themselves at the same time. And, and become uh, even more rich than they already were. And that's really the name of the game. And um, and I've never ever seen uh, the agenda to get back seat. It just doesn't, ha- doesn't happen that way. Occasionally you'll get something like a B-movie where they'll give you, uh, the Clint Eastwood rides into town, cleans it up or something. You'll get the British um, exit vote, which really hasn't got anywhere, and it won't because nothing was ready to take over. Uh, and make sure that it all happened. And if you don't stick at it right away, uh, it, it just falters away, of course, and that's what's going to happen. So it was a bit of a false thing there. All it really did is to show you that folk are really just ticked off with utter rubbish, corruption, and nonsense that comes out of the EU. It's, it's the biggest mobster mafia system uh, that's been in this existence really since the old Soviets ran the Soviet Union. Because that's where the money all went and the wealth went too, was to them. Nothing really changes. And that's all that the, the, the European Union is. is and Brussels is a massive um, 
socialists, a pretended socialist commissar type system at the top. It's unelected, it's not democratic, and it wasn't meant to be democratic. The elite used democracy to get everybody else to go off and cheer your troops on as they invaded their countries on behalf of the big corporations. But the, the, the corporations and the boys who own them don't believe in democracy. It's only you that must believe in it, so you'll do their dirty work for them. We have what seems to be the neocons back in. It really doesn't matter, I and mean, they're always there. They're always there. Obama did the same job, basically, as the previous neocon bunch, and he was patted on the back for it. I remember reading it on the air at the time. He was patted on the back by Rumsfeld, who, who says congratulated him for carrying on the same agenda. And the public never know what the agenda is, except they're supposed to keep uh, sending their, their sons and daughters off to wars. And uh, it really doesn't matter today, uh, giving them any good reasons for the wars, because they've combined somehow that the idea of being American is, is, is a, a uniform and a flag and doing what you're told, and that's supposed to be good. The reasons for wars aren't, don't really matter. The more simplistic, the better, really. They're bad, and, and go, and, go and get them. And, of course, they've been used like a private mercenary force, uh, which is funded by the taxpayer, naturally, uh, to go off and, and do big, big things across the world, to change regimes across the world, or even dem- democracies across the world, to suit the big masters of the world, who never, who you never vote in. I mean, you never will. You'll never vote in incredible wealth and incredible power. This doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Uh, and uh, in fact, it's, it's quite interesting. You watch this latest extravaganza, this show, which is meant to fool the public. Do you want this stooge or that stooge? And both stooges would have to go along with it. Only this one might be do a little bit faster. And they'll do better PR, I'm sure, uh, to get the job done without before the public knows what's really going on. That's how the world really turns. For the rest of the world, you have the carbon taxes. In Canada, for instance, they're, they're, they're getting introduced. And um, I've heard that they've already tried to introduce them into Alaska. And the carbon taxes, I won't go over that nonsense either because repetition is boring. Except to say that I've given you stacks and stacks of talks from the officials who brought forth the carbon taxes, admitting it's all a scam, but it doesn't matter because they'll use that money, supposedly. This is again for their followers uh, to, to help the poor across the world. What rubbish, what rubbish. Uh, they've never, the poor across the world have never been helped, folks. It just doesn't happen, never will happen. Never will happen. But that's the same old stuff. Again, it's repetitious and boring, and that's what life eventually becomes, because it should it should be very transparent what's always going on to those who think for themselves. If you don't think for yourself, you've given your brain all over to someone else, and someone else generally is, is managed and run by the big boys. And of conjure. You've been fooled. That's just the way it is. Uh, most folk can't tell the difference between entertainment today and fact or fiction. Uh, in fact, I think they want the, 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 the entertainment along with their, what they think is reality. And I don't think they can listen to boring, sad, dry facts. Uh, that's how they've been brought up with, with fiction and entertainment.
sad but awfully true. And the big boys know this. They've got lots of papers out and all that stuff uh, years ago and still today as they constantly test us and study us at MIT and all the other universities, get huge grants to constantly study and monitor us and so on. It's so perfect today with oh, millions and millions of t- people texting, as they call it, and tweeting and every day and doing their Facebooks, etc. Uh, instant access. And they give some of these universities access to all the memes that are going through the, the Internet in order to, to test the pulse of the public. The memes are put out intentionally to see who's following it all and how many, how many folk get addicted to it because they're actually meant to go for addictive personalities till they become obsessed with it. It works awfully well. It's all psychological warfare. But anyway, you can't tell people when they're, that they're being fooled when they've already given their brains away. You can't tell them. It's sad, but it's true, isn't it? And you know something, you could never get the public to stand up for anything that really mattered, collectively stand up and to say no. It's never happened in history. In any nation, any country, any part of a country, it's never happened. It's always when folks have their backs to the wall that they, they're called a riot. They're not standing up for something, they're just rioters when they're faced with total eviction or getting moved out of an area or a country. And that's happened to like clearances and so on. And that's when they tend to riot, unless they're so fatigued, because the masters even know, and they knew back hundreds of years ago, that if you starve them enough beforehand, uh, that, that then when you do the big push for clearing them out of the country, they're too weak to even fight you. We're the most studied species on the planet, as I say. And I get fed up, I must admit, being so well studied myself by uh, those who use my stuff <laughs> for their own personal gain or even to fool the public. And it happens all the time as well. It's rather sad, but it's awfully true. But uh, generally, as I've said, if you over my talk, you always find two or three days later the big, big so-called um, people's uh, mouthpieces will, will say verbatim what I, I put out there. It's rather sad, that, because you feel like you're working for nothing, which technically you are. But that's the name of the game. You cannot get honesty in a system that's run by massive money, massive power, and con people. People are con men, con women. You just can't get honesty. And it's awfully sad, too, uh, that so many books have been written down through the ages to do with money and how you can simply bribe people in, within every country to turn against or even use or lie to their own people uh, and and they get away with it, of course. It's a, it's a, human nature, remember, is not Disney-esque. They'd like you to think in some part of your mind that you're living in Disneyland and we're all decent and nice and, and wonderful, but, but you, you know it's not true. You know it's not true. People will rip each other off. They'll rip each other to pieces at times, especially when it comes to elections these days. And sanity goes out the window very, very easy today, I think, because people don't know how to control themselves. They they emulate even the cartoons that they watch all the time. They literally emulate the speech and behavior and definitely the words that are put in there for them to start using as they are taught to debase themselves and their culture and go into minimalism where they can't express anything in a coherent uh, logical, sensible, and communicable way.
all intentional. The wars that are going on <laughs> on the people are incredible, and they're everywhere, and they never let up. We're going in now to the big, big push, as I say, for technocracy and the, the, the planned society worldwide. Planned workers, the, the planned distribution of labor, uh, planned uh, uh, plundering of all profits for the same crew, uh, and eat right down to how many folk do they need to run the world. And gradually, over time, you reduce it according to the time that you live in until you have just a manageable level and no more, because they don't need us all, as I've said many times, and been, it's been parted many times since too, but they really don't need us all anymore. And many of them have been very vocal about it, at top levels, uh, and it doesn't matter how vocal about it it becomes, even when it's on mainstream, and they bring up professors to talk about culling us down and so on. People don't want to believe it. Uh, that's a natural reaction. They don't want to believe it. And, and so they don't. They decide not to believe it, uh, even when the evidence is there and diseases are skyrocketing all the time. And everybody supposedly who understands that all the diseases scratch their heads and say, we don't know why this is all happening, but people are dying and becoming sterile and so on. And you think you put all down to just uh, modern living, uh, like it's some vague thing uh, and it can't be looked at, which is nonsense. Uh, the, the boys run the world are like farmers, to an extent. They own the farms. And the nations are the farms. And, and farmers across the whole planet always know their stock. That's how they get their living, is from the stock. And if you met farmers in Britain, for instance, you used to, they could go through the genealogy of their favorite bull and the different uh, cows that they had, the heifers and so on, they, they'd know the genealogy and the stock they came from and what had been interbred with what for, to get a better stock and all that stuff. It was incredible. And they really knew their stock, and they knew about the diseases that certain stock were prone to, and they'd watch them, them like a hawk for these kind of things. Anything that came in out of the ordinary, they get on it right away. They didn't just scratch their head and say, I wonder what that is. No, no, no. And it's the same with people. We're the most studied species on the planet. Therefore, when something happens to us, like sterility, and all these new diseases are coming in, and cancers galore, of course they know. Of course they know at the top what's causing it all. And it's having, it's amazing how it works along with the agenda of depopulation, uh, and, uh, and so on. And again, what's better than sterilization? Uh, you just don't produce a sperm for the male. And the females now have all kinds of problems with their ovaries, uh, and so on, all kinds. And it's put down as, again, this mystery of just modern living, uh, and so on. Nonsense. They know what they're doing at the top. And believing me, like any farmer, if, if anything happened in their herd which they were not responsible for, then they'd have to get it fixed right away. No, no questions asked, no delay, get it fixed. If it happens in humanity, your masters know what's caused it. And if they don't tell you to be terribly concerned or it's a crisis, then it's, it's meant to be. It's, it's something that's been created for, for on purpose for it to happen to society. Naturally, it is. Or it would be a crisis. Common sense again. But the world today is so incredibly complicated 
for the average person to work their way through and and understand things from. I mean, the internet, they think, is, all, is nothing but truth. It's like Wikipedia. It's such an awful joke, isn't it? They actually think that's truth. And they have no idea uh, that truth is, is a word. Truth is a word. From whose point of view, for instance? Um, truth is, has never been allowed to get out there very, very often in history uh, because truth is awfully unpleasant at times. True, true, true real news could alter the direction of, of society. Therefore, it can never be allowed to get out there as a plain truth. It can't be allowed. Especially when, when the big boys who own us all have their big future plans. And that's the way it is. Uh, even when they teach you, for instance, that when your time's up, like the old joke goes, in Britain they used to rent out these little rowing boats and things in different places near seasides or at seasides. And they'd say, come in, number so-and-so, your time is up. Because you all had a number. And you'd rent these little boats, you see, just for 15 half minutes, half an hour, whatever. Come in, your, your time is up. Well, that's really what they're training us now to do with your life. It'd be awfully more economical to and efficient to work you at your optimum until you start to slow down a bit or you become a, a hindrance to them with the cost of medical care, whatever, even though you're paying for it all yourself. And, and you just accept the fact that you should take the euthanasia pill. That's where they want to take this eventually. Until you'll be shamed not if you don't take it. And I really mean that. I've given talks, so many talks in the, in the archives, go into them at cuttingtrudematories.com. Years and years and years and years and years of detailed talks, not, not just suppositions or my points of view on things, but from the big boys themselves and universities and so on. And I mentioned a while ago, but the two guys they brought in to the United Nations, uh, to the World Health Organization, who were given masses of, of money and staff to, to come up with an idea and a way to promote it to, to get people to stop smoking. And it was to, they would, of course, naturally go for the children at school until the children, if they saw someone lighting a cigarette across the side, other side of the street, they start coughing immediately, like a Pavlovian fit. The idea being to make the, the smoker feel ashamed. And so they used shame to, to, to try and get folk to stop, to be ashamed of themselves like a leper. And then they tried the same thing with obese people using the same two guys at the World Health Organization. They haven't given up, and by the way, they're still using that yet. It's got a lot more uh, uh, days to come on using it, in fact, on the public. But they said this technique works on everybody. And this technique can be used on, on, in any area of uh, human behavior. What do you really like being being tinkered with all the time when you don't know it? Do, do you, you, if you don't mind, then then I wish there was another planet that the ones who do mind could go off and live on, uh, because it, it's just incredible to me to, to when you when so many people say, "Well, I know they're monitoring me, they're doing this to me, they're doing," but I don't mind. You know, well, you understand the reason they abolished most of his, your history is that peasants and people uh, across the planet would have big rebellions at times because they had no rights whatsoever. Uh, they had no privacy at all. They were owned, they were serfs, they were chattel, as they say. 
And uh, and when the big boys wanted to, to kill them back, they simply starved them to death by taking all the food off them. That was history. That's why they eradicate history today. If you haven't noticed what real, real history really is, it's not about let's see history through someone who, who was a paraplegic in the 1500s. It wasn't through their eyes. No, real history was about the totality of all people suffering for the benefit of a few. We're constantly being used like this, but when you get a society where they don't mind being used, and they don't mind when they're told eventually, here, take your your knees a pill uh, and do the right thing, old boy, because uh, you might be a burden on society. And then they'll get the rest of society around you, even your relatives maybe, to start to, oh, come on, play the game, do the right thing, uh, and shame you into doing it. You understand, you're, you're, you're trained like any domesticated animal. And even a domesticated animal has instincts left in them to try and stay alive. People have no idea, none, of the daily powers that infiltrate into their life. And pick apart their personalities and pick apart the changes in their personalities and pick apart the reasons for why they had the little changes in their personalities for that day or that week or whatever it happens to be. And then use all this information against them. Maybe not right away, but sometimes they do do it right away and they'll definitely do it down the road. They have no idea. But, but they don't mind, do they? They don't mind. Tyrants of the planet have been hoping and dreaming of this. They, couldn't, they could never in their wildest dreams imagine having total control over the peasantry. And I don't care if you, have your, you think you have your own house. You, don't own, you own nothing. If you pay taxes on something, you don't own it. You don't. You rent it. If you're a week or two weeks away from the street with the money in the bank, you, you, no, you, you, you're not middle class. Don't, just stop kidding yourself, for God's sake. When governments can just simply pass a law and say, you're all going to war tomorrow, give us all your young. You're free. And, and then they'll lie about why they send you all to war. And it's so simple, isn't it, the propaganda they give you? Always. So simple. And they give you brass bands at the end of it, a few bits of tin to pin in your chest. If you come back, that is. And it isn't another hundred years that under Official Secrets Act and so on, they may, or they may reclassify it, but they may allow the public of another generation to know what really happened and the real reasons for it. Because the folk who go through it are never told any of the real reasons at the time. Personally, that's what takes me off. But the folk who are complacent, no, I don't mind, you know. <laughs> well, sorry, you're a few, quite a few points short of being what normally was called a human being not so long ago. We're used and abused, and we are the source of money. It's from labor. It's from your taxes. And your carbon taxes are just another big con to enrich those who, who are the, really the working class of the managerial class up there. 
They might be what you would call upper middle class, a lot of them, but they really just working class because if they're working for the, for the big boys at the top, they're still working class. They have nothing in common with you, and they could never imagine the problems that you have trying to get by from day to day or week to week, but they, they're, they're just working class people. If they have a boss, you're working class, as far as I'm concerned. But that's the world, as I say, and we're leaving one behind. It's been an awful for an awful lot of people. And I've got people across the whole planet that constantly email me and keep in touch with me. And you, you live there, you live with them in a sense because you're working through you're living through the same things they are, the same problems. And they have deaths in the family, they have this and they have that and the other, and they have divorces and all kinds of things happen. And this is all real. This is all, these are all symptoms of today's society. Uh, and everyone's hurting. Everyone's hurting. Everyone's petrified about losing their work or their job or whatever. And, uh, and it's going to keep happening because, believe you me, this is a world order. This is a world order. It doesn't matter what pretended country they pretend is at the head of it at the moment. It's a world order. To understand Britain, for instance, that supposedly ruled the waves and had a massive empire across the world and used all their, their excess population for the military and then kicked them out again on the streets. And literally, they did, they did that <laughs> without a pension for long enough. And the corporations at the top had literally the, the, all the financial arrangements and businesses of an entire, of entire continents going through their hands. And they skim, skim off all the time. They're, they're, they're cut, they're cut, they're cut. The Rothschilds had relatives at the two, over the Bank of England. They had relatives uh, put in charge uh, under the crown, like a, like a consul. Uh, and um, they'd have the powers of, of the king or queen when they're put in charge of India and places like that. And they, had, they were in charge of all the businesses and all the taxes and you name it. All, again, all the cash went through their hands. Incredible, isn't it? And they used the taxpayer money up back in Britain to build railroads across India and different places for all the, all the commerce and raw resources and so on that they would take out of those countries for the big corporations. And the guys who did it all, if they lived long enough, got nothing out of it at all. As I say, they might get a little, little um, round metal thing and a nice coloured bit of ribbon and a pin you stick it on your chest. And that was it. And once it was all gone... That whole empire business, and even before it was all gone, the working class people really were at the same stage of of <laughs> squalor and uh, poverty as it had been all through the industrial era, right through uh, the, the colonial era, and uh, and they still had nothing. The money was so highly concentrated in the hands of a few in London. But yeah, even in the history books today, oh, Britain ruled, Britain ruled the world. Britain ruled the people. What was Britain? It was a corporation. It wasn't the people of Britain ruled the world. No, it's a small clique in a corporation, a private corporation that ruled the world using Britain, you know, the, the British folk as a front, ordinary British people. And today they use ordinary American people. And they use them as the fodder for cannons and... And all the rest of it too, and they use them as a tax base to to, to fund it all, and that's it goes on and on and on, doesn't it? And you even have other countries outside uh, telling you what to do in this day and age, and they obediently do because some of these other countries have more power 
in the, the, in the order of things than you do back home. I mean, we all know this. We all know these things. But no one wants to talk about it, or it's, for, or it's forbidden to speak about it, or even ask about it. <laughs> Why? What was going on here? It's sad, isn't it? And, and, and as, the, as time goes on, they tell you you're freer and freer and freer. And a lot of folk believe this. That's the power of conditioning. Now, tonight, because it's New Year, so I'm not going to go on and on, on about all the things that are happening. There's time enough for that. If, if we get time after the New Year, <laughs> who knows, eh? But I'm going to put up some articles which may be of interest if, to you if you're bored stiff. And one is to do with carbon tax could compromise Canadian food sovereignty. And they're talking about, oh my God, you know, creating, if you're growing food, it creates carbon you know, emissions and all that stuff. And, and so everyone's going to get up in price, as you well know. As they start to depopulate and use good cons, this is a better con than some of them that have tried in the past. And it'll make you poorer as well, because that's a big, big part, is to make you poorer. They like you being poor, and they like you being better when it's for a good cause, like a world war, you know, and rations and things, and you're believing it. You give them less trouble that way, and this is what they want you to think too, you see, for this nonsense with the carbon tax. It's a good con, and many of them at the top have admitted it's a big con, but they, they are going to push it ahead regardless. And then another one too is Happy New Year, Albertans in Canada. Alberta, here's your carbon tax bill. And another one is, um, <laughs> oh, the big, the big, you know, what they call news as they push, uh, again, anything at all that will destroy family units, uh, destroy you having children, is, is just to be completely promoted. It has been for an awful long time. And this article says, pediatricians condemn the National Geographic the big magazine, over nine-year-old uh, trans child on the January cover. An association of pediatricians condemning National Geographic over its decision to put a nine-year-old child who identifies as transgender, a nine-year-old child, who's kidding who, eh? Uh, on the cover of this January issue. And it says National Geographic is highlighting that. And here you go with the terms they use, which is what it is, you see. Children don't, don't dream this up. The, the big boys at the top do. Gender revolution. Revolution. Just like cultural revolutions. We've heard all before. It's this ongoing Trotskyist idea owned by the big boys at the top. This is for a January 2017 issue. And then it says um, here, uh, Michelle Cretella. MD, president of the American College of Pediatricians, told LifeSite News the National Geographic is promoting a political agenda over science and the well-being of innocent children by featuring a young transgender child. Affirming, again, terminology is awfully important. That's what what tricks people. Affirming in so-called transgender children means sterilizing them as young as 11 years old, says Dr. Critella. You know, most folk who get caught up in the emotions on the right, oh, yeah, I'm for this, I'm for it. They don't stop and think about the obvious. This is sterilizing them. How, how, how easy it is to use people, isn't it? Because they, they can't think for themselves, I think. It sterilizes them, says Dr. Critella. Puberty blockers plus cross-sex hormones causes permanent sterility. And biological girls who transition, all the terms that they, you're supposed to use now, or if you don't, you're a hater. Oh, 
transition to male by taking testosterone may have a double mastectomy at the age of 16. Lifetime use of cross-sex hormones also puts children at risk for stroke, heart disease, diabetes, cancers, and more. But you're supposed to cheer it on as being a great, wonderful thing because the masters at the top have decided to totally destroy society. That's how it is, isn't it? And then you have um, (laughs) this article here on um, a Syria policy for Trump's America. And uh, I don't go by any newspapers because you can't trust any of them because they'll have their the little, you know, spins and so on. But it does give you a little bit of information in this article about the Middle East policy. It's amazing when you vote folk in. As I say, it's always to please other countries or whatever else it happens to be. And at the same time, they'll, they'll, it's to do with slaughtering folk as well, let's be honest. Slaughtering folk. And to make the public, or even divert the public from the fact that they're slaughtering folk in different nations. Uh, what can you say? But I'll put it in anyway. And it, it talks about basically the the Netanyahu agreement with, with Donald Trump. You know, I mean, if you've read the Israeli papers, they're all for Trump completely, and uh, they think they'll do the job a lot faster than dragging it out uh, as they have been for a while. And then another article on Netanyahu makes Trump his chump, it says here. <laughs> uh, I don't know who wrote this one. Oh, it's New York Times. Well, naturally, they'll do that anyway. But um, they, they prefer that the long, drawn-out way of doing the same thing. It says, for those who are confused over the latest fight between Obama and Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu of Israel, uh, let me make it simple. Barack Obama and John Kerry admire and want to preserve Israel as a Jewish and democratic state in the land of Israel. And then this guy goes on to say, but they're convinced, uh, rightly so, that Netanyahu is a leader who is forever dog-paddling in the middle of the Rubicon, never ready to cross it. It says, uh, now with uh, the right-wing coalition of forces, uh, that forces him to confront the Jewish settlers who relentlessly push Israel deeper and deeper in the West Bank. Now, they have all these organizations in Israel and outside of Israel collecting cash, to, to get more and more settlers moved into across the whole width and, and length and breadth of the country. That, that's that's always been the policy there. It doesn't matter who's prime minister or anything else at the time. Anyway, it says uh, that there's a spat over uh, this, of course, or who's going to do with, I guess, drawing less attention. And that's really all it boils down to. Who's going to draw more attention as they complete a very old, old policy? of settlement across what has always been Palestinian land. And even that, they'll, they'll say, well, it never existed, yada, 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 yada. But the reason that even the Britain called it Palestine is because Palestinians lived there when Britain went in at the end of the World War One. But facts don't matter. You know, it doesn't really matter. And then Donald Trump and Israel's PM, Benjamin Netanyahu, bond during transition, it says here, another article. I can't be bored reading them, as I say, and let's be honest, it's New Year's time. And we've got enough of another year of propaganda to go through from all different sides and all different topics, all different nations, and so on. Because that's all we get nowadays is propaganda. And that's all you've had most of your life. In fact, your behavior is simply an outcome of propaganda, all your modern behavior was it given to you through 
through, again, the revolution of the culture, cultural revolution, the 60s, 70s, and so on, always getting upgraded by those who are the perfectionists of the, of the system on behalf of their masters. That's how it is. And I think I should really say, though, that my thoughts are with so many people uh, who are really struggling in, in a thousand million ways right now to get by. I've got folk living in cars in touch with me from the States and different places and across the world. Uh, people who are, every year is, everybody's struggling. Uh, at a time when there's never been so many cheap toys, as they say, cheap toys. Um, I mean, some people struggle uh, really way above the level that I live at. And they've got all the different toys, but they think they're poor. If they don't, don't have about 500 of the latest apps and everything else, they're poor. I don't have any apps and anything. I don't have cell phones. Nothing like that. So, technically speaking, in some way, I guess it is relative, isn't it? The whole point of what, what poverty is, but I'm talking about real poverty, really. Those who are kicked out of their homes, those who are living in cars, those who, through various reasons, uh, have lost their children, and, not, and, and you name it. It's, life is not smooth. And no one goes through life in, in some smooth, robotic, logical fashion. Not in these days. It doesn't happen. Everyone's got problems in some way or another. And you just hope you can get past the worst parts of it and, and survive and get on your feet again to some extent. And don't shoot for too high a, 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 a moon, basically. That's what life is. Because life consists of, of the few folk you meet in life that are really, really, there's a connection. A real connection. I don't mean like the, like the guys do in their bars and their pubs, and it's all laughing and joking for, forever and ever and ever. Uh, if anything serious happens, and you have to help anybody. They're off like a shot. I'm talking about real people who who really are really uh, human. And th- thank goodness, it's amazing they're still out there, isn't it? Uh, there there are some decent people out there, and you meet them. Um, and they're across the world too And often they're pretty isolated themselves Because they can't get folk to talk to Because the whole world system This world order is using the same propaganda methods Often the same sources of them too To brainwash their citizens And when you know things Are not what you've been told that they are uh, Because you have knowledge, real knowledge Not guessing at things, but real knowledge then you can become awfully isolated and awfully lonely. And that's awful. It's terrible, that. And I've said so many times, you, you have to live inside your head at times because it can be dangerous to say things in some countries. And it's going to be the same thing across the so-called free world as, as different laws are, are enforced gradually or it's their policy to enforce them. They don't even make it a law until you can't see anything uh, or you're, you know, uh, that's where it's all going. And that's where it's meant to go. Scientific control of the mind on behalf of the masters of the world. Sad but true, isn't it? So my thoughts really are with so many folk, some who have died already this year, because it hits us all. And you never know when it's going to hit you. It's another thing as well. You never know. 
don't don't just follow it up with people because of their little political spats, where it has to be, or uh, family spats, because you really don't know uh, what's going to happen tomorrow, or to them, or to you. Because believe you me, you don't want the government coming, stepping in, supposedly to help you. That's the last thing you need. That's the only thing that was true that Ronald Reagan ever said. You know, the most frightened, scary thing that people could, a citizen can hear is we're from the government and we're here to help you. Because they'll take your life over. You don't want that. And folk, believe you me, are going to have to help each other more and more and more as we go through all the carbon taxes, the austerity measures, as you're brought into planned Agenda 21 poverty. Uh, and those commissars who are appointed to do it um, will be living awfully well. It's always the same in this world. <laughs> and there'll be lots of henchmen. They'll give them nice little uniforms and little badges or whatever to enforce it and bash you on the head. There's never a shortage of henchmen in any country at any time down through history up to the present. It'll continue to be so. And all they do is persecute their neighbors, their fellows. That's what the elite have always known, isn't it? You can always use one half of the population uh, if you pay them to, to go off and fight or even kill the other half. And that's what was that famous line in Tammany Hall and from the, from the movie uh, Gangs of New York. Because it's so true. That there's always a good segment of society that will do what they're told and take a paycheck, even if it means persecuting or even killing their fellow man. Sad, isn't it? You don't get so much of that in Disney movies, do you? So anyway, that's the, all I want to say for, for this day, because um, it's a new year, and we're going to stick, people really have to stick closer and closer together and work out preparations just to get through as taxes increase, carbon taxes increase. And carbon taxes means everything that have to do with transportation, that's food, everything that you need will go up in prices. It's all passed on the consumer. Uh, and you'll have to really um, really think about life and so on and, and start to decide where you want to spend more time in reality or in fiction. And there's all kinds of traps out there. There's a lot of fiction pretending to be reality um, and lots of uh, fake uh, <laughs> characters out there are pretending to be you, in a sense. You've got to start thinking for yourselves. I, I keep saying that, and I hope you, that if, if anything else happens, and, uh, and if I, even if I'm not here, you, that will stick in your, in your, in your minds. You've got to think for yourself. You're unique. You have the brain. It's your brain. It's not someone else's, hopefully. Not yet. And you've got to start using it, and you've got to start deciding what you let into that mind and what you don't. And you don't just let all the nonsense in because it's politically correct to do so. A good person will let all this rubbish through. Aren't you good? What's wrong with you? This is the, this is the final battle. And for a lot of focus, I think it's already over, to be honest with you. And for the young, I've always said that from the beginning, I feel so, so sorry for them because the techniques that are used in them are, are almost perfected. They're so efficient in the way they work on the mind. And literally, the, the people, when they get a problem given to them, they work like a computer 
a pre-programmed computer working on algorithms to come to the, the predestined answer. Humans are supposed to be incredibly wonderful and they can arrive at so many different answers to different things. That, that's really what makes life so, so quite nice and actually at times. Is I used to meet lots of eccentrics a long time ago. And characters, we called them, when they didn't sit and watch television, when they came home from work uh, until they went to bed and or play on the internet in a, in a zombie state, getting someone else's propaganda stuck into them. They, these, they had all kinds of centrics. And that's where real knowledge came from. People who questioned things, who looked at things from different angles that you, you hadn't even knew, you didn't even know they existed, these other angles. And here they are giving you information. And most of them are gone now because technology has standardized the way that people think to an incredible degree. And I really hope that uh, you can tolerate all the things uh, that are coming down the pike that are planned. You, you know the big order is on a roll now, uh, a faster roll and you're going to see some amazing and not very pleasant changes awfully soon. Uh, and big, big marketing companies are, are being paid big money to brainwash you and to, for, for, to be pro, a good citizen, you know, for pro-carbon taxes and austerity and all that kind of stuff. So the big scientific elite can give good report cards into their masters who own them completely. So stick with it. And remember, as I say, you are unique. That's awfully important. You really are. You really, really, you matter. See, every person matters. It's true. And from myself from Ontario, Canada, I'm Alan Watts, and it's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you. 